This podcast is brought to you by Lacrosse All-Stars, growing the game one podcast at a time. Hey everybody, welcome to the very first episode of 2019 of the Know the Game podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Conwell, and we are here kicking off the year at LAX All-Stars. What better way to do it than going down to the lacrosse convention down at LAXCON? So what we really did is you're going to get everyone that we were able to talk to down at LAXCON. I might sprinkle in a couple here and there, but I'm not going to do what I did last year where uh, kind of stretch them out through the year. Um, we have a bunch of great guests lined up, so I'm pretty excited to bring all of those to you. But first and foremost, I thought it's good that we're going to start because it's U.S. Lacrosse running the LaxCon. And um, what we were able to do was meet with the U.S. men's indoor coach, Reggie Thorpe. And Reggie was down there, he was running some sessions, um, and he was out on the floor at the Wing Swarm game that night. But I love the tie to the NLL because just after LaxCon, Reggie went out and was announced as the first head coach and GM of the new NLL franchise that's going to be based in Nassau Coliseum uh, out in Long Island. So... Yet to be named New York franchise, but we know who the head coach, we know who the GM is going to be, and that's Reggie Thorpe. And Reggie has a huge playing experience. He started at Herkimer College um, back when they were the JUCO powerhouse, kind of what OCC is like right now. And from Herkimer, he went over to Syracuse, uh, big-time defenseman at Syracuse, before going on to a professional career that is one of the odd ones where he spent his entire indoor career with the Rochester Nighthawks right down the road from Syracuse. Since then, he's had a number of coaching stops. Um, uh, That's really what led him to get this USA indoor position where he is right now. Um, He's done a great job at all different levels. And in addition to his USA lacrosse duties, Um, His day-to-day job is actually with the Syracuse women's lacrosse team. So we talk a little bit about what got him involved in the women's game, too. And, of course, he is also heavily involved with 3D lacrosse. So as you're listening to Reggie, you can think about someone that is very involved in the game at the national level, as well as trying to get the box game really growing and thriving in the U.S. So I think it's important that you listen to what he says about what it takes to grow, what are some of the experiences that he thinks are most valuable. And if you are looking ahead to that, uh, getting on his radar down at that New York franchise of the NLL, you might want to listen a little bit closer to some of the things that he talks about to improve your game and how to become a better player. In addition to that, though, Um, we do talk about the USA process. It's a much more involved selection process this time around, and I love getting his insight and feedback on the stops that they have made so far. Now, Reggie is someone that I probably could have had a 
two or three hour interview with going on and on about a lot of this stuff, but we'll try to keep it a little bit shorter. So who knows, maybe there's room for him to come back as uh, that NLL job starts taking a much bigger part of his life. Now, before I bring you down to our interview, I do want to bring up that with the new year, 2019, we have an opening, and that is we are looking for a sponsor for the show. Shoot us an email at editor at laxallstars.com, or you can also just check out our site. We have some things you can look at there. Feel free to reach out if you want to sponsor the show. I mean, hey, come on. You're already listening to it. Other people are, too. All right, enough of that corporate stuff. Let's get into our interview with Reggie Thorpe. Thanks for having me. Excited. All right, so let's go into um, you know, what's your background. You're obviously here uh, with U.S. Lacrosse. Um, U.S. Lacrosse is who runs Laxon, but um, you know, what are some of the different roles you have, and you know, just sort of diving into what you do with some of those. Well, you know, I, you know, my uh, my background from Syracuse, New York, played lacrosse at uh, you know Herkimer Community College, and moved on to Syracuse, and was very fortunate to play uh, 15 years in the National Lacrosse League for the Rochester Nighthawks, and um, you know, super excited uh, to be chosen for the head coach of the the 2019 uh, uh, U.S. Men's Indoor Team, and we've been training the last couple of years, and. Uh, and that's one role. Second role <clears throat> is I'm the chief lacrosse officer at, at 3D Lacrosse, you know, kind of a box field hybrid and do a lot of their training and uh, training and methodology, which is which has been been pretty good. And then uh, I wear the hat of associate head coach uh, with Gary Gate at, at uh, Syracuse University. Yeah, actually, I was never drafted. You know, it's a it's a pretty good story. I got done playing at Syracuse, <clears throat> excuse me, in uh, 1993, and actually, Mark uh, Redman Burnham uh, got me a tryout with the Buffalo Bandits, and um, uh, it was snowing so bad in Syracuse, they ended up canceling the tryout. So I never, and, and that was 1994. So um, I never never got to go try out for the Buffalo Bandits. The following, uh, you know, major, the MIL season, which used to be the major indoor lacrosse league before it switched to the NLL, uh, was 95, and Rochester became the expansion team to the Detroit Turbos, dysfunct Detroit Turbos. So got a call from a, a local person named Barry Paulus, who was from the Onondaga Reservation, longtime uh, box player, and uh, he asked me to come out. You know, obviously was never drafted. They had very small drafts back then anyways, and uh End up going out, trying out, making the team, and uh, was almost a Buffalo band. But ended up being a Rochester Nighthawk for uh, for 15 years. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about a rival between uh, Buffalo and Rochester, and it was always a battle. You know, I mean, the I-90 battle there. So, uh, and obviously, Buffalo was always a tough barn to play in, and vice versa when Buffalo came to Rochester. And what was pretty neat with those two 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 teams is both teams always traveled well you know so if you're in buffalo you always had the nighthawk you know behind the bench there and you're in uh uh rochester you had the buffalo contingent so a very heated rivalry but uh, but really good strong competition uh o- over the years Well, 
I think just the opportunity, you know, there was, you know, following <clears throat> the 1994 season of the major indoor lacrosse league. I mean, obviously there wasn't, you know, social media and, you know, TV. And once in a while it would be on the ESPN uh, tube back then or even some other random station. So it was just, you know, like I said, I was very motivated. I was married young, had, had a family. So they were certainly motivating me. My my wife was super supportive, uh, you know, about, you know, trying to trying out that, that following year. And like I said, it, it worked out that Rochester got a team and it was pretty close um, you know, I live between uh, Syracuse and Auburn, so I'm about 55 minutes doorstep to doorstep with the Blue Cross Blue Shield Arena. Uh, so it, it was just it turned out to be a, a future opportunity that I just kept excited about, and kept working, and finally got an opportunity to try out. Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, it, it's, um, you know, it's just a testament to, to the Rochester people, uh, the culture, and, and obviously it was close geographically, uh, but, you know, the, the owner, Steve Donner, um, and Jody Gage, you know, being the general manager there, and then, um, you know, uh, just really made it easy for me. My son uh, was growing up, Gail, and, you know, always bring him to, to games with me, and they let my you know family travel with me, so just really good family atmosphere there. We had a really good core nucleus of guys, um, and obviously there'd be guys get drafted, get traded in and out. But our our core was was really you know, strong for for a lot of years there. And then to uh, to, to to help you know uh, Steve Donner and uh, introduce him to Kurt Styers and kind of you know help them uh, Kurt take over the, that, that that team uh, to be part of it was, was pretty cool too. Uh, as as my career ended, uh, to see that. In order for the Rochester, you know, Nighthawks to con- to continue. Yeah, it, it, I thought it was awesome. You know, they uh, I, we obviously were there that night. You know, we had the twenty uh, fifth uh, anniversary uh, uh, season for for the Nighthawks, and to be included like in the top twenty. It was was pretty pretty amazing. I mean, we we played with some unbelievable. I mean, you know, you got guys who weren't on there like Dwayne Jacobs, you know, Corey Bomber, you know, Steve Chugger, Dietrich. I mean, I could go on and on about the the quality of players that have played there. Uh, but to to get to be part of that twenty was 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 pretty cool. And obviously, you know, that's just a testament to all, all the other teams over, over the years. Yeah, <clears throat> no. Uh, back in uh, 2009, you know, it's it's funny. You know, I I played against you know, you know Gary, uh, you know, for, for for years, you know, for for, for in, in the uh, MILL and the NLL, and then obviously in the outdoor MLL league, you know. And so we always knew each other a little bit, you know. But obviously, I, I played with Paul, his his twin brother, uh, in Rochester for some years, and we we got to know each other pretty good. But I never really knew Gary, and then um, <clears throat> when I was working with Rochester towards the end of my career, um, uh, you know, John Grant uh, Jr. went down with a, a ACL injury, and then Scott Evans went down. So we're we're a little light on the the o, the o door. So um, I reached out to, to to Gary, and he was just in retirement. He was back living in Syracuse, took over the the women's program, and got him out of retirement. Um, we we came to an agreement, and, and he got out, and, and it helped us that season to kind of to, to work and get back to to, to the playoffs. So. Uh, a little older in his career, but certainly it was it was uh, it was good to to get to know him a little bit more, played with him a little bit. You know, that's the first time I ever played with him. 
Uh, and then, um, yeah, I was coaching uh, up in Six Nations, uh, Junior A, uh, up in Six Nations, Ontario. Um, and Gary uh, ended up meeting a coach. He, he called me out of the blue, hey, do you want to coach uh, women's lacrosse? This was 2009. And I told Gary, uh, you know, I, I don't know anything about women's lacrosse. I have a daughter, but I don't know anything about women's lacrosse. And, uh, you know, he, he said this that really stuck to me this day. He's like, hey, I, I, we coach it like, you know, like male or female. It's just, it's just lacrosse. So, you know, we do a lot of box, a lot of field. So, um, you know, I, I came in and I said, you know, hey, if, uh, if, if, uh, um, if I like it and if you like what you get, I'll, I'll, I'll stick around. And it, it, it worked out very well. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's really just, uh, you know, the, 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 our, our pedigree from, from Coach Simmons Jr., you know. I mean, uh, I wish we could sit here and say that, <clears throat> you know, uh, obviously Gary's super creative and inventive, all that, but really uh, the, the, the staple of our pedigree is from Coach Simmons Jr., you know. I mean, he just taught the creative side of the game, the caring for the players, uh, not really big yellers, but building confidence in, the, in these young women and really uh, allowing, uh, you know, freedom to, you know, you know, go out there and be, be creative, you know. And, and, and most importantly, like Gary said, try, try new things, you know. And that's been really the staple of, of the program. You know, Gary was there a couple of years before, before I was and, and implemented it. And then I just, you know, we just, just kept continuing that. And, um, and we've been successful, you know. I mean, we've, we haven't won a championship. We've been close a lot of times, but – it's just when when uh, young women leave our our program, I think they're they're better women, better leaders, and you know you know winning's awesome, but you know certainly the culture you know we we've developed there, but it's been we've been really proud of it, and and we're looking to hopefully get back to the the Memorial Day weekend that this year. Well, you know, it's it's a it's an ongoing process, you know, learning the rules in there. I mean, I remember my my first year. It's uh, first or second? No, first, it was my first year, and we're uh, we're out at uh, uh, in the quarterfinals to to go to the you know when you go to the the final four. Uh, final four. Uh, we're at JMU uh, University. We upset Georgetown the week before down at Georgetown. We roll out to JMU and. You know, uh, one of my players got two yellow cards, you know, and, you know, it's late in the game and I, and she's one of my best defenders and I try to throw her back in the game. She's like, coach, you can't put me back. And I'm like, well, why not? Well, because two yellow cards, you're out of the game for good. So I'm like, oh, all right. So, so constant, constantly learning, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, you know, the, the, the players really helped, you know, those first couple of years, you know, learning, learning the rules. And uh, I always said, you know, I mean, obviously the players learn a lot from me, but I learned as much from my players, but, you know, just in, in, in the, the whole atmosphere of women's lacrosse, the college coaches are great. I mean, they're very, uh, you know, they get along and they're very helpful. And 
obviously being a, a male in a, in a women's sport, you know, but they're, they're very embracing and they're, they're great people and, and they and they compete, you know, and that, that's one thing, whether it's, it's, it's men's lacrosse or women's lacrosse. I mean, these college coaches and players are high level people on and off the field and good, good people. And it's, it's, it's been really special to, to, to be, to be part of that process. Yeah, we go we go NLL four by nines, <laughs> just because Gary and I had a set from when we were playing in Rochester. We actually got a set, and uh, he kept one goal, I kept the other goal. You know, years ago when we were playing, so we so four by nines regulation uh, NLL goals, and uh, yeah, we we full pads. Yeah, we we talked about it for years, you know, and uh, you know we we did a few clinics over the years with with full pads, and uh, but we thought it'd be fun for for our our, our players to start. Uh, obviously, you use a men's stick, but you know, again, the the amount of reps you get, you know, the ball's never out of bounds. Tough ground balls, defensively, you're shooting. You know, we just felt to <clears throat> to it could really help the field game. You know, so we play a couple days a week in the fall, and, um, and 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 we'll continue to do that a little bit in this in the spring there. But really, just and, and our players have fun, you know, and and uh, it's a great workout. But again, just just to create some of those in tight passes catching pick and rolling defending ground balls and and just the up and down uh, tempo uh in, in shooting percentage you know it has been uh you know cer- certainly beneficial for for, for our team and, and 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 that's gonna slowly translate over time to the field Yeah, you know, I mean, that, that's really changed over the years, you know, and, you know, Gary and his brother Paul have been really inventive with, with these sticks and the, the Crux 10 that Gary designed and even before with with, uh, with Paul designing sticks, you know. So the offset head and the, uh, the stick string in that they've developed and, and invented and have perfected have really allowed, um, you know, you know, um, the women to play like men's with the sidearm and the shots and the cradle and passing. So it's actually very, very similar. Now you can get a really good pocket and women's stick, uh, and shoe almost as hard as, uh, if not harder than, than, than a men's stick. So I think technology now back years ago, like Gary said, when he was coaching at Maryland in the heyday, when they, it was basically tennis rackets, <clears throat> it was tough to do. But now with the innovation of the sticks and in the, uh, it's been, it's been much easier to kind of simulate the, the sidearm, the cradle and, you know, the low to high shots with that, with that offset pocket. Yeah, pretty much. I'd say most uh, stick rules are because of uh, Gary pushing the pushing the limit there. But uh, from draw sticks to uh, to offense sticks, but no, he, he's awesome. He obviously straight, still strings our uh, our top uh, our top shooter sticks, you know, and uh, on the traditional traditional side there. Um, but uh, it's a little little work. He might get a little carpal tunnel on his wrist there, but uh, he does a great job. But he also has you know. Uh, Lax Pocket, which is which is uh, his brother's company, they they do a lot of the the majority of the the, the stringing for for uh, a lot of the sticks.
some of the international events, you know, the pro mm. team out there in mm. 2015 gets a bronze medal. Um, that is another world what's going on right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, I mean, and I was part of that, you know, the, the, the U.S. indoor for years before it was sanctioned by the U.S. lacrosse. And um, a bunch of great guys, grassroots guys that, <clears throat> you know, really cared about the indoor and competing but you know obviously with a limited budget you know and, and uh you know so many dates and practice it was it was certainly uh it wasn't easy to do there but we we, we, we you know as we said we paddle and battle and get through and but the end result was a bronze there you know and then when the u.s took it over just before the the 2015 uh world championships in Syracuse, you know, um, you know, it's st- still a little bit of the product of the old regime, but, you know, again, the, the guys did the best they can, the staff did a, you know, a great job of what they had, but really going forward, uh, it's been very refreshing and exciting, you know, as, as a, as a former U S indoor player, box player to see how much U S lacrosse is behind it. And really, you know, for us to develop the, uh, th- this team, cause you know, you know, I mean, U.S. is known for competing for gold, you know, and, and uh, you know, we, we, you know, if you want to compete for gold, you got to do some things a little, a little bit differently. So and not only financially invest in the program, but also just to, the, the, to talk about it. You know, I mean, it was it was, you know, you know, U.S. lacrosse never, you know, you go through a U.S. magazine, there'd be one little glimpse about an NLL game or something like that. So it's just nice to see everyone behind because that's what it's going to take, you know, and and, you know, the the box game is a little more you know, rougher, but so isn't the MLL, you know, and, and, um, but if it's a, it's a unbelievable game, it has a lot of rich history and tradition and it's and exciting. And, uh, I think the U S uh, people are going to really, really like it. And they, you know, like I said, U S lacrosse has done a great job getting out there and getting in front of people. And we're doing our best job as a staff and as a organization and the players to, to really put the best product on the floor. So we can give ourselves an opportunity to com- to, to compete for that, 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 that gold medal. And, uh, it's a lot of work, but, uh, I think the future is bright for us indoor lacrosse. Obviously we have a big gap, um, you know, with the, with the Iroquois in Canada and other countries that are coming up that, you know, we have to sustain, but we have to really, you know, uh, close that gap. And, and I think you're, you're seeing that with a lot of more of our guys, um, you know, playing in, in the NLL and getting opportunities. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, they've, uh, we, we only, we only beat the, uh, it was 2001 in the Heritage Cup. We beat Canada back when uh, I was playing with a, we had a, we had a good, we had a good, good, good team of Americans back then, but then they got us in Colorado, uh, I think in the Heritage Cup, um, I played that as well. And then they got us, uh, you know, uh, two Octobers ago or October of 16 or 17 in the Heritage Cup. So Canada is definitely up in there. We played a couple of Bowhunter Cups. We caught them on their heels, and in, uh, in, in, I think it was a Circus War Memorial once, you know, and upset. Uh, uh, yes, I was on the, Yeah, it was, it was on. That, that game was actually like on the house. So, like, when that game went away, I was just, like, devastated. Mm. That was, um, I mean, I've been to a Circus Cup game when I was growing up, and you know, the um, you know, as I started graduating from college and, you know, getting into adult life and picking lacrosse back up again. Yeah, it was uh, it was a great environment in there, and I, I think uh, the other bow hunter cup. I think we played at the uh, 
uh, turn and stone and, and, and they, and they got us by a few there. And I was, I think I was coaching then. Yeah. Pretty sure I was coaching them. Yeah, you had a lot of Six Nation boys there too, Randy Stotts. Well, I was coaching in uh, Six Nations, and I, I think he was like 15 or 16, you know, and he went by and gave me a whack. I think I gave him a whack, you know, and <laughs> it was kind of funny. But, uh, Cody Jamison, I'm pretty sure, played that game there. But, yeah, I mean, obviously it wasn't the Iroquois' best, but there, there's some, you know, probably three-quarters of the roster, half the roster is probably, you know, the, the you know future, you know, right now, NOL's, you know, stars. Uh, Johnny Paulus, I think, was in there, too, there. So, certainly, uh, yeah, cer- certainly, uh, well, you should see his younger brother. Johnny's younger brother is really, really good. But um, uh, but certainly for that game, it wasn't their best. And, and we get that, you know. But, you know, again, it was, uh, um, again, just, just trying to, you know, trying to close the gap on those teams, and, you know, and, and that's um, – <clears throat> Certainly a challenge for us, and, and, and we're uh, we're working hard every day to, to, to compete with them. Well, I, I think, you know, first and foremost, you know, it's, uh, you know, our, our guys need to, to learn the history of the game. You know, some of our guys do and some of the guys don't. Some of the guys have never been to a reservation. So I think certainly, you know, <clears throat> having grown up so close to Onondaga, played with a lot of those guys there, coached a lot of the guys and just being so close, I, I think it was, you know, um, I might take it for granted, like, you know, knowing the history, but a lot of our guys didn't know the history, you know, so uh, to go there and play on their soil and see what box lacrosse means to them and play real box, you know, not 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 field box and play real box and there and see the culture. We went down to see Alfie Jocks and get the history of the sticks, which is unbelievable. And our guys absolutely loved it. Um, but just to play some real lacrosse on, on the on the on the reserve and and uh, men, I mean, people banging around and, and there was some and. There's some really good teams there as you got in the later rounds there, you know, and, and obviously we, we, we decided to try to split two even teams and we felt just putting one team in, we felt we could get the most out of it with playing some games and and, um, and I think our guys got a lot out of it. They got some real lacrosse, but more importantly just the, the culture and history uh, of what it means to, to, to the you know the, the First Nation people I, I think really meant a lot to, to our guys and and you know it just really helped with learning the culture. And I think, you know, if you play a game, you should really know the history.
Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, I used to play there, you know, when I was playing, uh, you know, I, I never played box until um, uh, until uh, I was playing with the Nighthawks after my first year. And, I, and the, the next summer, Barry Paulus was playing coaching for the Onondaga uh, Warriors and now the Onondaga uh, Red Hawks. Yeah. And um, uh, so we, we would play there, you know, and, and Brian Hobart, who's our assistant general manager, you know, he, he played with us, too, there, you know. And going there on a Friday, Saturday night, playing under the lights in the in the chicken coop, um, you know, was just unbelievable. You know, unbelievable atmosphere. They used to have the locker rooms where the where the you know the drive in. So we played there for a lot of years in, in, in history. And then uh, I was very fortunate that my son Gail started playing there. That was his first practice, and they used to play there, practice there before the arena was built. Um, you know, when he was five years old. You know, and Freeman Bucktooth got him involved in there. I was coaching with Freeman Bucktooth at Lafayette High School and uh, coaching his sons in there. So to have my son go down there and play his first game there and learn box there uh, was, 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 was pretty special. Well, you know, obviously the, the, the option, the only option for a lot of these kids, you know, really is to, to go to Canada, you know, and that, devol- you know, involves a lot of travel, money, time. And um, I always said, you know, playing in Canada is awesome. It's just the travel part that really stinks, you know. But, uh, well, you know, we're, we're currently in the developmental stage here in the States, you know. We're working on some things with U.S. lacrosse, but also things with, with 3D lacrosse. You know, we want to create a, a, a real box environment in the States, and, and that's how we're going to get better. You know, obviously going to Canada is kind of the Band-Aid, and, and you look at the, you know, the Joel Whites of the world, and some of these people have gone up to Canada. You know, Mack O'Keefe for Penn State, and uh, you can go on and on for a handful of guys that went up and, and, and played and made the commitment that are now playing, you know, in, 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 the, in the NLL. But I think it's just uh, it's – you know, we, we're you know we're working on developing the the programs here in the states to to simulate that, which it's 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 a it's a process, and you know it's it's obviously no one's done it, so it's tough to do. But we're actually one of our big objectives for 2019 is to create that environment, and we actually we had meetings this past weekend of doing that. And um, you know, whether it's in conjunction with U.S. Lacrosse or whether it's on a 3D side, we really feel the future of box lacrosse in the states has to grow like, that way, so kids have an opportunity to play real box lacrosse. Well, I, you know, it's that's a good question, Ryan. I, I think, um, uh, and here's the example I'll get. I, I remember I was coaching uh, 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 the one summer, and you know, seeing all the Canadians uh, play, and it was uh, it was the the year they upset us. 2014 it was with Denver, right? That's when they upset them, yep. and. You know, all the field guys were all training and playing MLL and doing field, but all the Canadians were all playing box lacrosse, Peterborough Six Nations, Coquitlam, New West, and they had, like, one training camp. 
And so they let their players play box all summer, did very little field, and then they go to the championship and, and upset, uh, you know, what I think is an upset, you know, the, the U.S. team. So it's certainly, when I think when you treat box for box and you let your kids play, that just inevitable is going to help your field game. So whether there's a, you know, a transition period to field, but really to see that model that they decided to let their guys just play, you know, play all the summer long, battle in the arenas and, and Whitby, Ontario and Peterborough and Six Nations and Brampton and, and then have them do a little field prep and then go out and, and upset the best team in the country. Uh, that's certainly something to, uh, to, to learn from. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, and that, that's that's what we're working on the development. You know, I think it, it needs to be, you know, it needs to be the real box, you know, and and that's how the U.S. is going to get better, you know, for 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 guys playing. Um, but I still think, you know, the number one thing right now, though, is 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 the guys going to, you know, and the Boston League's a great league, by the way. I've heard nothing but great things about that. You know, just you know, you know, true true box, you know, uh, traditional box as I call it. But then also, you know, the, you know like I said, you know, the the the, the the opportunity still is just to go up to Canada and play some senior A, senior B, junior A, junior B, junior C, you know. So uh, as as the states, United States, you know, catches up and gets some things in, in, in the market there. But there are some, some good box leagues out there. And like I said, the Boston one I heard, I heard very good things about. Yeah, I mean at 3D, we're we're doing that all the time, and we're we're trying to progress that because I I just think for for a young person growing up, um, you know I, I just think it's a it's a it's it's a need, and you know again you just look at the recruiting, you know you want to go to college, I mean people are recruiting Canadians, Native Americans, you know, and I think the more box an American kid can play, I think it's only gonna gonna help the resume, and, and I always said it's funny, you know, like when a when a kid comes out of a box, you know, it, it's nine out of ten times he has a smile on his face. Because he loves it. It's fun. You know, all, all the hours over with, you know, where in field's great, but I don't, you know, they, sometimes they're like, ah, right, you know, it's, a, it's the same old, same old, you know, and field's great, and that's a big part, and we play field lacrosse in, 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 in the States and the NCA and all that, which is obviously super important. But at the same time, that component of, 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 of training and development and programming in a box arena uh, and then have a lot more fun with it I think is just really advantageous to our uh, – you know, to, to, to the growth of, of, uh, of, of box lacrosse and development.
build a bunch of box arenas and make my own, make my own league. Uh, 50 million. I mean, that, that would be one of them. You know, I think, uh, um, and, and then obviously, you know, there, there's so many kids that don't have the funds to play club lacrosse and, and develop something for, you know, 3d does a great thing with Harlem lacrosse, which is unbelievable. It's very rewarding and, in there but if i had that money build boxing equipment for for you know less privileged people to have the same opportunity that you know has given so much to me and you know we are in a in, in it's it's a club sport and it's expensive so certainly to help fund programs where any kid um you know whether the you know in, in poverty wh- wherever they may be to give them an opportunity to play lacrosse Uh, things are, well, I always like lacrosse. Um, probably, uh, you know, I, as a college coach, I, I don't know, like probably film scout, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's still, it's still lacrosse, right? You still got to pick up more ground balls. You still got to say 50% when, when 50% of your draws or faceoffs play good defense. So I just think the technology side is, it's awesome. But as I've seen it as a college coach, as a, as a pro coach, you know, it's it certainly, um, uh, you know, it's it's checkers it's not chess you know and 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 although it's really good technology and film and all there i think at the same time we can't get away from developing our 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 young men and women to be good people and um we spend a lot of time on that i feel and that's one thing i have to check myself too you know just just to to develop so probably and again hopefully we're not sponsored by crossover now because i love crossover because it makes my job a lot of you but i don't like just just seems like the technology side in there although super important we can't forget about these kids are just kids you know and and and, yeah yeah you got to do it and you you just got to play and and, and enjoy yourself and have fun and and like the natives you know america say you know play for the creator you know Uh, something that doesn't get enough attention. Um, you know, I, I don't know, like coaching women's lacrosse, you know, in college. I mean, there's a lot of games on the men's side on TV, which I love. I love watching, but you know, we have a bunch of ESPN three games, you know, so certainly it'd be nice a little more, um, on the national level. And then the other thing is, you know, although I, I watch a lot of NL on the, on my, uh, with a BR live or whatever, I pay 39, 39 bucks a year and it's legit. And this is, it is really good, but it'd be, it'd be great to see it on, uh, you know, mainstream TV because, the audience that would pick that up would be unbelievable, you know, because I mean, who doesn't want to watch an NL? I mean, the NL game is just full of packed action, you know. I think it's an, it's awesome. And back when I was playing, it was always on like ESPN two with Leaf Elsmo commentating and stuff like that, Quinn or whatever. And, and um, it just be cool to have the NLL games uh, be, be on you know re- mainstream TV a little bit more. Although the internet is is it's been great to to, to do that to watch. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, obviously the market is the younger kids and, and they're on their phones and their tablets and it's really easy to do that. And, my, and, I, and I do it myself, too, you know, but, you know, I think, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, people that grew up watching, you know, Gary and Paul, Paul Gate, you know, and um, there's also a lot of people out there, too, for, for viewers that might not be, you know, in tune technology wise, you know, uh, they're still, you know, starting to roll up on Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. But um Internet's been great too. So te- the technology part ha- has been good. Yeah. 
uh, something, something funny. Um, I don't know. I, I don't take myself too serious. So me and my, uh, my staff in the U S we, we, we just, we, we, we pretty much, it, it's a, it's a, it's a comedian. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, it's funny. We, we all played together for years. I mean, we, we date back 20 years and played together, coached together, you know, played club ball, they were playing like plastic together. So we all know each other so well, you know, but, uh, I don't. It's it's. It, it, I can't. There's probably a whole. I, I'm trying to. I can't think of one thing there, but it's just. It's just comical. The the amount of uh, ripping and it keeps our locker room loose. You know, we're we're, we're pretty serious when it's time to be serious. But uh, we we have a great group of our, our U.S. indoor staff and very fortunate. I mean, they're they're great. They're hardworking, and we got a pretty diverse group. But to, to have those relationship with those guys and and trust and and to be in this thing together, where you know it, it's really a <clears throat> uphill battle for us, and we're really doing everything we can, leaving no stone unturned to, to give ourselves a chance to, to, to be in that gold medal game, you know, and, and not just be in the bronze game. The last game I watched for fun, um, probably, probably in Lake Placid. You know, it's funny. You know, I go to Lake Placid. You know, I, I've been there since day one. You know, not not to date myself, but uh, uh, it was 1999. But just going up, you know, and and uh, it's funny. I get done with my game, and I just I'll go watch some some random games and and watch you know whether it's a open division game or uh, whether it's the women's open or women's high school in there. So uh, you know, I, I think just chilling in Placid in a chair, you know, and it's it's just a great environment. It's very laid back, more of a festival, and uh, just watching lacrosse Lake Placid, it was probably the 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 last game just 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 for fun and watching and with it with a great uh, backdrop of the mountains. Uh, it's it's awesome. You know, it's Lake Plas is going on its thirtieth like thirtieth year this year. So uh, it's laid back. It's fun. It's competitive. And <clears throat> so who's who's of lacrosse up there? Well, you know, I mean, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna put a product that you know we're 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 down to 32. You know, we obviously got to get it to 23 man roster there. So we're gonna have a we're gonna have an event in May, and then um, try to try to get that down to to 23, 24, 25. Then make some decisions here, but uh, you know, no no predicts. We're just gonna battle. We're gonna put the best product on the the field, and we're gonna we're gonna work harder and and, and try to out prepare everyone, and, and 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 you know we'll see what happens there, but. You know, we're going into an environment, you know, in Langley that it's hostile environment, and and you know we're 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 the underdogs, you know, and we got nothing to lose, so you know we're we're not going to back down from anyone, you know that that's for sure. But we're going to put a product that that we're going to hope to 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 compete and and um, uh, and like I said, and it's not only Iroquois and Canada. I mean, these teams that are behind us are they're they're improving every day. I mean, they're they're picking up citizenship and college kids and and. Well, you know, we, we, we played Israel in the in the uh, Lazna, and, and I mean, they, they gave, I think we were one or two goals. I think we only won by one or two. I mean, their teams are pushing. So it's not only Iroquois and Canada, but it, it's uh, it's really keeping pace with with where we're at, uh, but also trying trying to get into that to that those gold mount, gold uh, gold round games where you give yourself you got to give yourself an opportunity. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. 
Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. I'm glad that you were able to take the time to listen to that interview with Reggie, and I hope you found it useful, um, found some good information, learned a few things, and we look forward to see how Reggie does with this team out in Langley. Um, hopefully we can see the U.S. work their way up to a silver or a gold medal. But first things first, he's got to pick the team. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how these guys are doing in the NLL that are on rosters right now. It's a talented group that's out there, so I'm interested to see how they go through this whole season. So thanks for coming back, listening to us once again in 2019, and we will catch you next time. (laughs) 